This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bringing you the best news and views. You're with Dean Beck. Joy 94.9. Well, it is the middle of the month, 18th of February. That means on our streets is a new edition of Star Observer magazine. We are joined by by Matthew Wade, Melbourne journalist for Star Observer. Welcome, sir. Hi, Dean. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Uh, Another great issue from your crew. And uh, finally, your editor has put in a nice picture (laughs) of himself. So that's lovely to see. Uh, Now, what what are we leading with today? I've got stuff everywhere here. Um, Oh, now this is amazing. ACL, as we've spoken t- uh, earlier today, have been on a relentless campaign to stick it up, uh, all of us, <laughs> and they continued their journey with uh, minus eighteen and the, the for- formal. Tell us what happened, and I'll then bring us up to date on the latest. Yeah, with, no worries. With what so, they've done? Yeah, basically, I guess there was a Facebook group that was started called uh, Stop Safe Schools Coalition. Which I imagine, I mean, basically the primary purpose was to criticise the resources that Safe Schools Coalition have been providing for high schools. Um, and I guess by extension also uh, some of the work that they've done with Minus18. Um, and Minus18 have an upcoming same-sex formal, um, which this Facebook group has tried to, I guess, encourage uh, kids not to go to by getting people to buy... I guess, dummy tickets, so buying tickets to the formal so that kids actually can't go. So they wanted to buy up all the tickets yeah. and then no one would turn up. And so no one would turn up. So the tickets were just being bought as a way to protect, like, quote-unquote, uh, the kid from youth from, uh, you know, being corrupted or going to these things. It's a very bizarre way to protest. Yes. <laughs> anyway. However, I mean, even though that's been happening, you know, Minus 18 have actually had their own kind of crowdfunding campaign going. <laughs> Uh, trying to get, I guess, people to help sponsor kids to visit the formal. So you can donate some money and um, that money will be used for, you know, teens to be able to go who may not may not have been able to otherwise. And they wanted $15,000 in their little crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Now, it was only launched on Monday, I think. Very recently, yeah, a few Monday. days ago. Yeah. Today's Thursday and their $15,000 has transformed <laughs> into $44,360. Yeah. I reckon every kid can go for free. That's amazing. They're in all of Australia, to be honest, they can travel the road. We can all like, go. Everyone can Let's go. all go. <laughs> Fantastic. It's really incredible. What I a mean. beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a bit laughable because, you know, the primary purpose of this original <laughs> group was to be like, we're going to buy these tickets and no one can go. But then ultimately it shows that they were a minority and everyone else is basically like it's supporting, you know, young people trying to go to this formal. So it's really nice. It was heartwarming to see. Well, I hope Minus 18 uh, used their... Um, use their community support and their funds wisely Mm -hmm. and um, well done to them for making it happen well done to our community for responding accordingly and all of those that support us Um, ultimately it's a it's a win for us definitely although in saying that you know stop safe schools they're still i mean i looked this morning they're still regularly updating with posts trying to (laughs) honestly relentless yeah because we're (laughs) brainwashing children to be pofters now there's a report that uh, shows that aboriginal lesbians are facing cultural barriers 
um, le- uh, forcing them into isolation and having mental health issues. This is not good. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's one of those uh, communities that I feel like are very underrepresented and are hardly talked about when it comes to LGBTI issues. Um, and, you know, recently there was a Resilient Individuals report um, which um, had a section on, you know, Indigenous, you know, LGBTI people and in particular women. Um, there's an, uh, there's a community group called Indigilas who basically host retreats and get uh, Aboriginal women together to talk about the issues and kind of they were the ones that kind of contributed to this report. And basically, like, I was talking to the founder of the group and she was saying that, you know, because of the way the traditions of people in that community, um, it can make it increasingly hard for Aboriginal lesbians to openly express themselves more so than it would be for, for instance, someone not in that community. Like she was saying, you know, we're basically a minority on top of a minority. Um, And because of those barriers, you know, the retreats that they've held, all the women like universally have said that they feel isolated and they've all kind of experienced some form of mental health issues. So... Uh, I guess expressing that uh, hopefully highlights the fact that like that's a, an area that really needs to be addressed because no one really kind of seems to be focusing on that. Yeah, I think uh, it's lesbian health issues are under yeah. researched, yeah. Um, and clearly as a you know sort of part subsection of that, mm-hmm. um, and you know we all know that Ab- Aboriginal health uh, is is a major concern for yeah. our. Uh, nation, so it um, kind of makes sad sense. Um, let's hope we can do something about it. Now, a study finds that recreational drug use in the gay community is high, but dependency is low. Yeah, I find this <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> so it's essentially was um, it was it was the largest study of drug use among uh, gay and bisexual men in Australia. Um, and I guess the results were that um, recreational drug use, both legal and illicit drugs, um, was quite high. So. Um, you know, it suggested that over three quarters of the men in the study, and there was nearly 3,000 men, um, had used illicit drugs at some stage with over half reporting having done so within the last six months. Um, however, like, you know, I feel like written over the last 12 months, there's been quite a lot of reports about and media uh, coverage around the idea of like this ice epidemic or there's a lot of crystal meth use. But the study actually found that there's only like a small minority of respondents that actually reported using it. And even then, um, in some of Which them in actually... itself raises questions. Um <laughs> Because I think that's underreported. But well, that's true as well. Yeah. yeah. However, they started down the right path by uh, doing this survey online. Mm-hmm. So that was a good start. Yeah. Hats off to Kirby for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's. I, I put more work needs to be done here. Definitely. Yeah. A little note. I agree. <laughs> now. Um, uh, this renewed calls for this came out of the ABC uh, mm-hmm. Four Corners report. New calls for uh, proper pill testing um, facilities at raves and that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, as you mentioned, you know, there was a Four Corners report recently, uh, early this week, I think, um, that was about that was investigating drug related deaths. Um, and there was talks about you know the need for pill testing trials in Victoria. And I guess as a result, um, you know, the Victorian AIDS Council and Harm Reduction Victoria. Um, looking at it from, I guess, more of a gay angle, have said, you know, we really do need, you know, state-based pill testing trials, you know, putting them in parties and events, you know, operated by trained staff, you know, give enemies that people that are using drugs are able to do so in a safe way and actually see what they're, know what they're actually taking. Um, and, you know, I know we don't have safe injecting rooms, but mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of a drop-in centre that you could go into to get your pills tested mm-hmm. uh, before the weekend or or whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, I know it's yeah. it, the the unit is about fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars to get the the proper one. Yeah, but you know they should be dotted around everywhere. 
Definitely. It's, I mean, it's less about... I mean, Stop people dropping around everywhere. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that's what the report was about, people that have been dying from these, like, overdose and taking the wrong things. So, I think, as, opposed, as much as people are quick to be like, you know, people shouldn't be taking drugs, I think the important focus should be on actually making sure that people that are taking drugs are doing so safely and in a way that wouldn't put them at risk of potentially, you know... Well, dying like you know, like people have been. Mm, mm. We are with Matthew Wade, the Melbourne journalist for Star Observer, and the latest publication is on our streets. I've got a copy in my hot little hand. It is the Mardi Gras edition. It features Deborah Cox on the cover, who's looking a touch Beyonce just quietly. She's very. She's definitely channeling Beyonce. But you know what? There, she's in her own lane. She's been around for yeah, longer yeah, than Beyonce no, has. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Uh, and either that's bloody good photoshopping or she's holding up well. Uh, but she looks great. Uh, we've got a feature story on the uh, Diva Tina Arena. But also we've got, I notice, uh, Julie McCrossan is your closet case for she this week. She is. Uh, this month. Yes. So we've got a, we've just got a star-studded issue, this one in particular, Dean. Like, like you mentioned, Tina Arena, Deborah Cox, Melissa Etheridge, you know, Julie McCrossan. Um, yeah, a lot of great, a lot of Mardi Gras-centric articles given the upcoming festival um and we've also got a uh, an accompanying mardi gras guide as well for anyone that might be heading up there now julie mccrossan uh, was of course with the abc and then she went to the other side and she's um quite um religious these days yeah I got, yeah she's uh, de- that's definitely one to look out for have you have you read through it yet dean or uh no i haven't <laughs> no I'll, I'll i'll read it later uh we've also got because it's mardi gras um some political angles to Mardi Gras too, with uh, a feature with Alex Greenwich and Tanya Plibersek. Um, they're both in a Sydney um, polys, and uh, they've got their own take on it all. Definitely, like I think Tanya was writing about how Mardi Gras, I guess, will make marriage equality it'll place in the spotlight. You know, I mean, everyone's been talking about marriage equality for quite a while now, but I guess she's t- saying that because the festival's on, uh, it'll put a renewed focus on that and really put it in the spotlight, which will hopefully give it the, one of the pushes that it kind of needs. Um, now, you've done a story on prep. Yeah, it was just about the um, ex- expanded world, I guess the, the, the shifted trial that um, was in New South Wales that was announced on World AIDS Day um, last year, um, the EPIC New South Wales trial, which will accommodate, I think, 3,700 uh, men that are at risk of acquiring HIV. And then, uh, of course, it's been emulated here in Victoria and yes. in Queensland as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah to that. Uh, what else we've got in this edition? Uh, well, upcoming um, Chill Out Fest, which is the rural, you know, uh, LGBT festival that happens in Dalesford each year. There's a feature on that. That's, uh, and uh, what else we've got? Anything further on Mardi Gras? Cause a lot Joy, of the flashbacks. Are you going up to Mardi Gras, by the way? I won't be able to attend, unfortunately. I'm kicking myself. Star Observer aren't uh, paying for your every existence to be on the <laughs> ground to cover every breaking moment? No, the Sydney team will be all across it, I'm sure. They all, will definitely be there. All, <laughs> all two of them. Um, that's fantastic. Well, <laughs> um, look, it's always a good... Uh, oh, there's um, a bit on sport in here too, I notice. The Journey to Eliminate Homophobia in Sport by... Dr. Daz Gould. So that'll be interesting. I look forward to reading that. It's just out. Yeah, it literally just dropped today. So, I mean, even though predominantly it's very Mardi Gras focused, there's a bit for everyone. There's a lot about world news, you know, local news, a snapshot, and a lot of uh, flashbacks as well to previous Mardi Gras festivals. 
all of that and lots, lots more in the latest edition of Star Observer. Pick up your copy here from Level 9225 Burke Street or check out the latest news and current affairs at starobserver.com.au. Matthew Wade, it's always a delight to have you in here. <laughs> Thank I you. I always like it when you're in here rather than on the phone. I know, it's so much better. I agree, Dean. I, yeah. Thank you very much for joining me on the line today. It's been great to have you on board and uh, you take care. You can follow me on Twitter if you like, at Dean Beck on air. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.